over the last month and a half, uh, I have just really had several people uh, come up to me and question me about, you know, why God lets, you know, this pandemic go on? You know, why does uh, God let things happen to people? You know, people say, you know, why am I having to go through this right now? And, you know, that's a question that, that I don't know that we will ever really have an answer that we're satisfied with. Uh, because it, 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 we really don't know. We can't answer the question why everybody's specifically going through something or why, you know, God allows something to happen like, like this pandemic. Um, but I know that, that God, um, uh, you know, I know that he allows that to happen for a reason, and trying to figure out that reason sometimes is something we may, you know, when it comes down to it, we may never know the true answer to that. Uh, Chuck Swindoll uh, wrote one time, it says, pain plants the flag of reality in every rebel heart. And I thought a little bit about that uh, over the last, you know, month about how things have kind of, that we've seen things happen. We've seen people, you know, uh, get out in the neighborhoods and they're walking and they're getting closer with their family. And, you know, I sit and I say, you know, I've heard people use the word reset. God's done this to reset, you know, the you know, nation and or the world, for the matter of fact. But when it comes down to it, I think a lot of time God allows the Satan to inflict pain on us, uh, and you know, because um, you know he, he wants other people to see how you know we react to it. Um, you know, and another thing is, is I think Satan attacks us all the time because he wants to discourage us, and you know, he wants us to get. Uh, into a point where we're depressed about something. But, you know, God can take that and he can turn that around into such a blessing, uh, you know, if we keep our eyes focused on him. Uh, that's as long as we don't focus on the pain and the affliction. And that's hard not to do sometimes. Uh, so when we do that, it does blur our vision a little bit. And, you know, we fail to appreciate what God's given us. Um, Let's you know, look at scripture um, in Romans. This is Paul uh, in Romans 5, 3 and 5. It says, there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in, uh, hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn foregoes uh, the tempered uh, still of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. An alert expectancy such as this we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. And that's the message version of Romans 5, uh, 3 through 5. Um, so you see there that that Paul is talking about, hey, things are going wrong, but, you know, even with that, you know, I'm still going to praise God. Um you know, I always say that, you know, when you're in the midst of the storm, that's the hardest time to, you know, to live out scriptures. You know, we have to have faith and we have to do that. And, you know, Paul was, um, he's a great example of that. At one time, Paul was flogged 39 times. Uh, he was chained and thrown into the jail for his faith. Uh, but in Philippians, he writes from the prison cell, you know, that, that he's not letting that get him down. So Philippians 1 uh, 12-14 says this, I want to report to you, friends, that my imprisonment here has had the opposite of its intended effect. Instead of being squelched, the message has actually prospered. All the soldiers here and everyone else, too, found out that I'm in jail because of the Messiah. That piqued their curiosity, 
and now they've learned all about him. Not only that, but most of the followers of Jesus here have become far more sure of themselves in the faith than ever, speaking out fearlessly about God, about the Messiah. So when you think about that, you know, Paul probably had, you know, he could have had very well in the back of his mind, hey, I'm going to stand up to this, and I really don't know what's going to happen to me, but there's some pretty bad stuff that's happened to me. Um, and But yet, uh, he's in there, and he's, he's using his faith to minister to the guards, and you know, the profound effect that's happened, you know, on those guards, opposite of what was, you know, everyone thought probably would happen when he was in prison. So, uh, you know, he, he he decided that that he wasn't going to complain. And uh, so, we go on to Second Corinthians twelve nine and ten, and this is the NLV version. He answered me, "I am all you need. I give you my loving favor. My power works best in weak people." I am happy to be weak and have trouble so I can have Christ's power in me. I receive joy when I'm weak. I receive joy when people talk against me and make it hard for me and try to hurt me and make trouble for me. I receive joy when all these things come to me because of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So this, again, Paul's you know, writing here that, that uh, you know, in the times that, that he feels his weakest and everything, he still has confidence in Christ. And I, I love to remember when I'm weak, I'm strong. Uh, that's something that, that I think that it's easy for us to forget sometimes that, that in our weakest moments that, that God is there and he picks us up and he makes us strong and we can overcome uh, anything as long as we can stay focused on Christ. We look into um, Acts 12, 1 through 5, and it's talking here about James and Peter and how they suffered. So uh, in verse 12, it says that the time of King Herod, uh, at this time, King Herod used his power to make it hard for the Christians in the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. When he saw that it made the Jews happy, he took hold of Peter also. This was during the special religious gathering to remember how the Jews left Egypt. Herod took Peter and put him in prison and had 16 soldiers watch him. After the special religious gathering was over, he planned to bring Peter out uh, to the people. So Peter was held in prison, but the church kept praying for him. If you go on further in verse uh, 24, still in chapter 12, it says, The word of God was heard by many people and went into many more places. So a lot of times people will attack us, and there's things that are going to happen. You know, people will do things that are just downright mean to us. And, but we have to know that how we should react and how that God can use that and how that, you know, we should still keep praising God and still relying on them in tough times. Um, you know, I was thinking about people that I've seen go through some tough situations over the years. And, and you know, and I've just I've talked to several people in the last two weeks that, that are in the middle of the battle. And how that they're, you know, they're relying on God and they're telling me, hey, man, you know, spiritually I'm struggling right now, but, you know, I'm still hanging in there and I'm still relying on, you know, Christ. You know, I, I'm praying, but, you know, it's tough right now. And I, I thought about one of the stories of somebody that has had anything uh, out there, and this is a, this is a story that's real today, uh, you know, we can look at. Um, about this person just is a person that suffered. 
and in, in my opinion, but in that person's opinion, he doesn't suffer. And that's a professional professional fisherman. His name is Clay Dyer, and he fishes out of the pro bass circuit. Now, what makes Clay Dyer a little different is he has no legs. He has only one nub for an arm. He goes out and he fishes. He uses the same type rod and reel as everyone else. Uh, he has figured out a way that he can cast, uh, you know, the bait, you know, with it swinging around and having the, the uh, butt of the reel stuck up under his chin. And uh, he can reel in, you know, uh, the uh, bait with the, the nub that he's got. And to see him land a fish is just remarkable. And everything that Clay is, every, everything in life that has thrown him a curveball, you know, for the most part, he's been able to overcome those things. And, you know, the last, I think, five years, uh, he has gotten married. He has a beautiful wife that supports him. And, but he'll say in his testimony that he remembers only one time that he questioned why God, you know, put him in this position. He said he remembers asking his dad, you know, why God made him like this. And his dad told him, he said, son, I really don't know, but I know that God doesn't make mistakes. Uh, he's, you know, he has had such a profound impact, starting out with his family. Uh, his brother was interviewed and was talking about how much play had impacted him, and they asked the question to him. He said, if you could do one thing for Clay, what would it be? And his brother, with tears rolling down his face, said, I would give him my arms and legs, but Clay wouldn't take them. And that just says something about Clay's character. So with him having everything that he has wrong with him, Clay is still going out. He, he, uh, he's still doing fishing tournaments. He speaks uh, you know, 40 to 50 times a year uh, in churches and to organizations uh, that are sports-related and shares his testimony with them. And he's out making an impact. And this guy with no legs, one enough for an arm, doesn't have the other arm, has all these things against him, but yet he is still able to do what he's doing. Now, I know that sometimes that when we're in the storm and the waves are crashing around us, uh, it's hard to see past that wave that's right in front of us. Uh, and sometimes that storm is going to end, and it may not be 100 yards away from us. And it'll end, but when you're sitting there and you're, you know, that, those waves are crashing in, it doesn't feel like that. So I encourage you to remember that God is here for you and that no matter what's going on right now or if you have someone that you know is dealing with something, reassure them. You know, tell them, hey, I know that you know, you're going through a tough situation. You know, reassure them that God's got this in control, that, we're that right now we can't see past that wave. God knows where that storm is going to end for us, and we just have to trust that we'll get there in that time. And remember that when we're going through a storm, sometimes we don't understand at that time what's going on, but later on we will. You know, God allows us to go through some suffering sometimes so that we can be there for somebody else, and I think that we have to remember that. Some of you might remember there's a lady, her name is Joni Erickson uh, Tata. Uh, there was a movie made uh, on her back in the 70s. Uh, she had a diving accident, broke her neck, and she was paralyzed. And this interview that I saw with her was a long time ago uh, because it was on Larry King Live, and, and, you know, Larry King has not been live on TV in a while. Uh, but she said on there, uh, he asked her about her faith, and she said the weaker that she became, the harder she had to lean on, on Christ. And the harder that, he, uh, that she leaned on him, 
the stronger she discovered uh, that she could be with him. And so I encourage you to, to think about that, uh, that, you know, in our times of weakness, that's when sometimes we grow. Uh, you know, I've heard people say that, you know, I've never grown from being on the mountaintop as much as I've grown in Christ and through the valley. So uh, I hope that if somebody comes up and asks you, you know, why are we going through this? You know, uh, this, why am I going through this? Why is our country going through this? But this will give you some basis that you can maybe, you know, share with them and, and go through some stuff with them uh, and give them a, a little encouragement. Let me close it in prayer, and then we'll open it up for discussion. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day, and, and we just I know that we never say thank you enough for all that we have and the blessings you poured out on us, dear God. And I know that sometimes in the middle of the storm, dear God, that we just don't realize, um, you know, what you're doing, but I lift you up, um, you know, dear God, and I know that you have your hand upon uh, those that are, are struggling and suffering. I just pray that you would uh, be with us as we go through uh this week and, and things are starting to open up in our nation that you would have your protection around us, dear God. I just pray that you would, uh, you know, be with, with us as we go out and, and some of us start meeting with people, dear God, that, that uh, you give us the, the knowledge we need to be safe, dear God, and, and how to react. And I just pray that you would help us to encourage others that are out there, dear God. Um, I just pray that, that you would be with everyone that's called, that you would uh, bring us back next week safely. And uh, I ask these things in your name. Amen.